Thank you so much for joining the Dr. Whisperer podcast show. I am your host, Sharon Feckety, and you are here to listen to others talk about the business of medicine. Don't forget to subscribe, share it with somebody else that is in the business of medicine so we can all learn together. Thank you for being here and enjoy the show. Welcome to the show. I'm your spunky host, Sharon Feckety. <laughs> spunky is an, a term I haven't heard in a long time, and I'm going to run with it. So uh, I would like to introduce you all to the CEO, founder of SRA 831B, Van Carlson. Sharon, happy to be on your show today. Looking forward to our discussion, wherever it may take us. Well, let's hopefully let's let's take a safe ride today. But but you should know that because I live here in Tampa Bay and because you are the founder of this company, I've done a lot of commercials in my time. And saying 831 has been the most difficult for one reason only. I'm in Tampa Bay and the area code Very for good. Tampa is 813. So, you know, I would say I would the commercial would be fantastic. And then all of a sudden I would realize that I said 813 again. <laughs> but make no mistakes, everybody. We're talking about SRA 831B. I have it programmed to memory for life now. <laughs> Good. Good. All right. Well, Van, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about you? Yeah. Um, and and why you decided to get into this magical world of helping others, um, because that's, you know, overall what you do. Yeah, I appreciate that. And, you know, truthfully, you know, I started risk management uh, out of college and uh, I, d I did four years. Actually, I was stationed in Florida for a couple of years and I was in the Coast Guard for four years and nice. uh, great time. Um, got my GI Bill and got out and got my college degree and. You know, uh, I love Idaho. We were, we're headquartered out of Idaho. Idaho's always been home to me. Um, and so, you know, there's very, Idaho can be a tough place to make a living in. Um, and so we were looking at different options. And I said, you know what? I was working for FedEx at the time. I was actually heading back to Fort Lauderdale, actually. Now, hold on a minute. You were working for FedEx. You are, you worked with the enemy. My husband works for UPS. Oh, well, I started at UPS, if that helps. All right, we're, the back. we're, we're doing you know, good. We're doing students. good, everybody. <laughs> I just didn't, those guys work hard. UPS guys work hard. Holy crud, do they work hard. Don't um, they, though? Yes, yeah, thank you. It's crazy. But the uh, I was heading back to Fort Lauderdale, and I was going to interview down there for a rampage, and I was in their management program and all that. And, man, I just thought, man, 70, 80 hours a week uh, working for somebody else. If I said, you know, one thing I always kept in mind on that, if I'm going to go into business for myself, um, I need to have the same mindset that I was willing to do for a company, you know? Yes. Uh, and so we did that. And I went into uh, running my own agency. I started up a PNC agency. I started from scratch. I started as a farmer's agent, um, grew that agency to be pretty successful. Um, afforded my wife to be able to stay home, right? Stay home with my kids. Um, you know, we were running down, you know, we we're living the dream, truthfully. I ran my own business. I did my own thing. Everything was great. Um, and then, you know, I, you know, it's like any business when you first start, you wear all the hats, right? And so 
I was able to give hats away over time. And the last hat I kept was working with small to middle market business owners. I really liked working with business owners, uh, really div- diving into the risk management strategies and not just be cost center to them, but more being an advisor to them, bringing more something than just how, how low can I lose, raise my premiums? And of course, you know, premiums never went lower. They always went higher. And so, but that all being, and then, you know, and then we got into the great recession in 08. And that's really when I saw a lot of small to mid-market business owners, unfortunately, go out of business. Uh, you know, I, and I look at them as from leaders, uh, you know, pillars in the communities. Uh, these were people that, um, you know, all they knew was to buy more stuff to get bigger for the sake of getting bigger. And um, they just leveraged. And unfortunately, um, they got caught and they went out of business. And so that's when I, I got introduced to the idea. I didn't really gravitate to the idea, this idea of self-insuring risk, especially it's the financial risk business owners take uh, until it hit me in the face. Um, and that's really when I decided to pivot. And I wanted to elevate my professionalism as a risk manager, not mm-hmm. just somebody that can come in and say, hey, here's your general liability policy. Here's your work comp. Here's your, you know, property coverages. Here's what, you know, here's the, you know, all this normal stuff. Mm-hmm. I wanted to take it outside of the things that they could not transfer risk for. And and a lot of it was financial risk. Um, and, you know, I, I saw some people that had these tools in place mm-hmm. and, you know, it was a game changer for them. You know, I, I talk about it all the time in, in presentations and in front of especially like CPAs and all that stuff we do around the country is, you know, when, when people are making money, just to be able to take a little bit off the top and park it off to the side, it's not only good risk management, it's just good business. And unfortunately, business owners aren't really incentivized to save. We're incentivized to spend. You know, the medical community knows that probably better than most. I mean, they do very well financially and tax, you know, deductions. Well, some might think they do very well financially. Well, that's true. That Well, they, they do well revenue-wise. Savings might be a different issue. Our investments might be a different issue. But there uh, we go. For the most part, though, they do well finance, they generate revenue, right? Um, And so that all aside, though, you know, I wanted to just be able to come in there and say, I just want to elevate my game as a professional. And that this tool allowed me to do that. And I I would say that's been a a, a side, uh, you know, wasn't intentional, I guess, Mm -hmm. in in the beginning. But over time, it certainly has come that way. I mean, I love working with business owners that, you know, just the best compliment we always get from our clients is, is because I did your program, I just sleep better at night. And yeah. that's, you know, who gets who gets to hear that when you can bring these types of tools to business owners, the risk takers, the, the people that laid it on the line to go on and, you know, not go work for a big corporation uh, like I was about to. And uh, and so, no, it's uh, so that's really where it got me into it. And, and now it's, you know, now it's, ele- you know, evolved to much more uh, than I even thought possible, quite honest with you. I mean, we're we're one of the largest uh, managers of these plans uh, in the country. We got about 200 advisors around the country now representing our products. Um, and we have a lot of good clients. We have, you know, mom and pops all the way to, you know, publicly traded companies now as clients. And so it's been an exciting ride for sure. Well, I'm excited for you. Um, and I have said this before to Ed on the show uh, that anytime that there's an opportunity to, help entrepreneurs, which is basically the the doctors that I have had the great pleasure of working with. They have uh, maybe thought that they wanted to stay in corporate and, and work in these um, 
very large companies and then they they break out and and they build something and then they they keep building and and there and these things like what you mentioned you know uh, you you saw back in the day you know when there was really difficult times with the great recession and and you pivoted then and then i think a lot of people have pivoted of course through this pandemic they didn't have any choice but to pivot yeah but you know the the tragic stories that i heard and witnessed when people didn't have that um that opportunity to have some some side money you know some uh so hold on and we're back <laughs> that i've always wanted to use that really cheesy dj voice and hello and welcome to the show today we have van carlson so what happened was there guys uh you know we had um there's a, there's a team of experts around us at all times, because you see, um, you know, Van and I, what we have in common is that like, we could start a business, we could grow a business. That's, there's some limitations though. You know, then there's like, I don't know, lighting, sound quality, who the hell knows about that shit? I have a 19 year old for that Van. I don't know about you, but when well, something really wrong, I call him. <laughs> <laughs> well, that I used to do that. Now I, okay. I have to make sure I don't, you know, we have had to up our game on that. So you have upped your game in a big way. All <laughs> right. So we were talking about, you know, having, you know, having this, I like to call it, I feel like it's like this side money because when I think about the beginning of the pandemic, I think especially about one um, good friend of mine who, um, a physician, and I really saw him not only the practice decline, but um, his mental state. And that that's that's a big piece of it um, is that when we don't know what to do, when we don't have that bucket, we can be screwed. There's no need to be screwed <laughs> when you have eight three one B really. But I don't think enough people know about it, yeah, and that's why I've been so grateful to have these conversations and to have you come in because even my you know Doctor Doc Lending is a sponsor of the show. I I only choose sponsors of the show that are going to actually help my clients, my doctors, my friends, the people in this business stick around. You've been able to stick around. And a, a big piece of that is because you really have a great understanding of the world of finance. <laughs> and a lot of the world that I am in when it comes to the medical community is, I'll tell you what the conversation has been like, Van, just for shits and giggles. It's been a, a hey hey doc we're gonna we're gonna have this meeting with the accountant oh okay um okay can we do that like Friday afternoon like right before I gotta go because I'm gonna need like a whole weekend to get over that meeting because there's a a literal lack of understanding and it's not like their fault like I'd much rather than be able to save me from a heart attack I mean, they didn't get, you know, they're running a business and I, you know, unfortunately, I don't know if business principles or practices are taught in medical school, right? So, you know, uh, no, I think it's, a, uh, it's, it's been, and, and you know, uh, to your point about sticking around, I think mental health um, is, is real for everybody and definitely COVID, you know, those are the unforeseen issues, right? And then truthfully, I, I don't know, if, I don't know if we've seen all the issues yet. 
uh, the, what went on with COVID. But one of the things I can tell you, I, you know, we responded quicker to our clients that have been doing our program for a number of years than the PPP program did. Mm. And, you know, right now we're running, a, you'll, you'll hear about us more and more. We've, uh, we have a, we have a, 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 a 501c3 that's been formed called 831B Institute. Uh, we're generating members for that. Uh, we're trying to get into congressional uh, members on both sides of the aisle. Uh, both sides of the aisle, they're aware of this code. They know they know they've they know that uh, farmers have needed it for a long time. Um, but parts of Florida have needed it because of the hurricane zones that now they're dealing with with high deductibles. I mean, how do you build up those reserves on a tax deferral basis to be able to offset some of the traditional risks? Not alone these these risks that are creeping up all the time that, you know, cyber, you know, with, uh, 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 HIPAA right by rules. So look at, look at, look how that just came into the beam, uh, you know, a long time, you know, several years ago, but that was the insurance industry wasn't jumping on board to cover those types of things. They're, they're starting to gravitate to that, but they limit that exposure so much that really the, the medical community is still really self-insuring those violations and the bad PR that comes with those when they do happen. Um, they're just using cash flow, right? I mean, of course, when you start to liquidate your cash flow, that's exactly what they did in COVID. Um, you know, you're, 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 you're taking the blood out of the body. I mean, that's, you know, the, any business cash flow is what's, that's the circulation of, of, uh, funds, right? I mean, that's, what's keeping the business afloat. No different than, than blood in our bodies that keep moving around. So that's really where the, the risk became. And I think the government had to step in pretty quickly. My concern going forward is I don't hear anybody talking about what's going to be a plan here. Um, you know, and that's really where we need to get in there as leaders in this industry under the 831B code and say, listen, this needs to become a normal business practice. We need to keep the, you know, it, you know, the IRS doesn't like anybody taking advantage of the tax codes, right? They just prefer you to pay your taxes and not do anything, right? Don't do the 401k. Don't do any of this thing that's going to give you advantages as a taxpayer. But, you know, thank God we have congressional leaders that pass laws at times that is a benefit to us. And, and that's exactly what 831B is. And that's why we always try to do the comparison with the 401Ks and 831Bs, because a lot of them are rules. A lot of them are, and when we say 401K, it's just where you'd find it in the statute, right? And 831B is a statute as well. And so, you know, for me, it's like, what are we doing? What are we going to do the next time? Are we really going to do what we did in the past? Or are we going to give these tools to business owners, let them be aware of it? Let, let them decide whether they want to move it or not and really self-fund their own PPPs and, and not be dependent on the government um, for their, for the, to keep them alive or not. You know, every doctor listening or watching knows that your traditional insurance only goes so far. Your malpractice only goes so far. So there's real risks that can actually keep you up at night. You know that. I know that. I've watched you stressed out the next day from all of these insurance issues. Well, SRA 831B admin helps you mitigate these risks and lower your tax liability by putting money into a vehicle that is tax advantage to self-insure risks that fall out of your traditional property and casualty insurance. I would not have them as a sponsor if I did not believe 100% that they can actually help you. So to find out more information, please check out the website that is in the show notes. Contact them today. I promise you won't regret it. And that's really where I think this conversation needs to go in the future is, um, 
okay, obviously it's the first time in our in our lifetime that we had a COVID nineteen creep up, but now that it has, I, I can't believe there won't be something else. I mean, you know, believe in climate change. It doesn't matter. We're people are living in areas that maybe we weren't living in before. We're going to continue to have more catastrophic events. Insurance industries are going to keep limiting their exposures because they've got shareholders. They have to they have to run on a profit. Uh, we have uh, carriers moving out of. Uh, I think farmers pulled out of Florida for new business. Uh, I know they're pulling out of uh, State Farm and all states pulling out of California uh, for homeowners insurance because you know it's just they have to run as a profit. They're not a government that keep, keep printing money. Uh, and so, meanwhile, I don't think we want the government to step in either to keep covering these types of things either. You know, that's not good for anybody either, in my opinion. No. And, you know, um, one of my conversations today uh, when I was interviewing this wonderful uh, anesthesiologist, and we were talking about the 3,000 anesthesiologists that he, you know, oversees and, and talking about how we keep them excited about the work that they're doing. Um, because, you know, as we started talking before, like this, you can make a good living. Yeah. I mean, you're an anesthesiologist. You can make a great living. Do you, but do you want, do you want to keep doing this? Do you want to be in, in an environment where you're not happy? You know, we have to, we have to connect all of these dots. And if you're having financial difficulties, if you have decided to make that entrepreneurial jump and you are having a problem with cash flow, and you don't have people around you, you know, uh, to me, it's always been about who you surrounding yourself with because, uh, right. I mean, 20 plus years that I've been in the industry, you'll never, ever find me at the, uh, American medical association meeting or the, you know, I might get asked to speak at them and I don't even know what the acronym stands for. I'm like, Oh, this is the practice association. <laughs> medical. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah, no, that's cool. I, but know, exactly, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. So yeah. Right? <laughs> I mean, I've really, I've learned more from surrounding myself with other businesses to help me grow my own business. And I think that if you, it's hard to trust though, especially in the industry of medicine, it's hard to trust, you know, this is exactly why they hire so many of their, you know, their wives. I, I just say, you know, they hire their wife to be the administrator and God bless the wife, but I don't know, maybe she worked at a hair salon before. It's a little different. It might not be very different. Okay. I've, I've heard it all before. A business is a business, Sharon. It's actually not. I don't think, yeah, not in the medical world. That's for sure. No. So tell me about that, because I like to see when somebody lights up a little bit, how did, you know, you've, you've had a very successful business, you're growing your business. Um, what is your secret? How, how have you been able to do this? I'm sure there's been many things that have happened, but if you were to curate it down to just one or two things, what would you say has been the most impactful for you? You know, truthfully, it would be, and it's going to be odd to say this, but the fact that my oldest son has come to work for me, <clears throat> you know, that's Aww. been a big, been a big impact. He, he says things to me that I don't think employees would, truthfully, yeah. right? So that, that's one. And I'm not saying that's easy to duplicate, right? Yeah, I didn't believe in nepotism, <clears throat> but if you have a strong personality son that's willing to stand by his, um, you know, he's a good, he's, he's a, a good soundboard, right? That I don't know mm -hmm. if you'd, you'd get all the time. So that's one thing. And maybe that's why the wives work sometimes um, mm -hmm. is that she's willing to stand her ground and say, no, right is wrong. And, you know, right. You know, 
all those types of things. And so sometimes many employees won't be so transparent with you, but also listening to young people. I mean, I would tell you that technology has played a big part in our success because it's been able to allow us to scale. I don't think, you know, like I was, I think I said this earlier, maybe I didn't, but you know, I've come aware that I was told I'm tech dependent, not tech savvy. And right. uh, the people that you need to be hiring around you that needs to be tech savvy. Absolutely. And, 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 you know, no matter whether we like it or not, technology plays a big part in our lives today and it allows you to grow your businesses in other areas that maybe you wouldn't even have thought of or wouldn't even thought was potentially to be able right. to do. And so it's, that, that's been a big plus for us. Um, and, you know, having that vision of growth and then they can plug in what what do we need? How does technology come over the top of that and make it to where it can be scalable, manageable, and you're not having 100, 200 employees running around, right? So. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, um, I interviewed a, a young man, 24 years old, actually, who started a company called uh, The Grapevine. And it is, um, instead of using McKesson or Cardinal, for all of your medical supplies, you can go, I, I, I think of him like the Uber of um, medical supplies now, uh, because it, it would be easier for me to sell that to the doctors that that I know, like, think about the most in, innovative, the fastest way to get what you need at 60 to 70% cheaper. You know, like people have, people that are in an industry like healthcare, they really do have to think of how they can save money and how you can save money is spending money <laughs> and investing with technology like you're mentioning um and being willing to to shift and being willing to move and being oh, yeah. willing to listen to people and thank you for saying that because i am of the same mindset of listening to a younger generation you know i would not have a media company if it wasn't for Alyssa, who is, you know, like 20 years younger than me, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> she could tell me what to do all day long because I trust her. I don't I yeah, can't, exactly. right? No, I can't no. do a lot of the things that she does. And um, and it's important that we we do that. And and you're right. And I want to honor the fact that you said that about the wives and the husbands and the whoever somebody brings into their business. It doesn't matter, related or not. Everybody needs somebody that is willing to tell somebody the truth. Yeah, because I can be pretty strong, strong opinionated, and I can I can be pretty, pretty. I'm right, and uh, you know I think with uh, with age uh, and experience and mistakes, right? You learn from yeah. everything. Every you know, you don't you don't learn from the wins, right? So, um, you know, th those are all things that you got to adapt to for sure. And I think, I think that's one thing that's always constant, right? Is change. I mean, change is always going to happen. And I think you got to necessarily embrace it. I don't think, I don't like look forward to it, but at the same time, know that it's going to be there and, and adapt to it. Um, don't put your head in the sand. It's not going to, it's not going to do you any favors. Oh, you're so right. So tell me a little bit about this foundation. Yeah. So, you know, because of our growth, and our messaging we want to get out you, you know what's crazy is um the 30 second elevator pitch you know you you get you'd go to these cocktail parties or whatever well what do you do well i would just tell people i'm in the insurance business they immediately shut up or they would want to pivot to something else and right. i'm good but <laughs> i'm a life insurance guy uh oh i gotta leave but no um Anyway, uh, but, you know, now now that we do have a good 30 seconds elevate, you know, due to COVID, I mean, it's because of what I said earlier. It's like we help business owners fund their own PPP plan. 
And that's nice. And so that messaging has become more precise. And so now it's time, you know, the strike by the iron's hot, right? And yeah. now that we have a good messaging and now that everybody can either relate or experience or knew their neighbor or friends, family members, or whatever that owned a business and had this happen to them, no longer an essential business. Um, you know, it's uh, and we're forced to shut down and didn't have any trigger an event on their traditional insurances. Now they're like, oh, yeah, you're right. I do self-insure a lot of my own risk. And so, you know, that being said, you know, this fun update through MB Institute where, you know, we, we do want to educate congressional leaders on this. We want to bring this up. This code's been on the books for almost 40 years. It came in 1986. And I'm still dealing with, I would tell you, very, very savvy business people all over the country mm. that are like, how did I not know about this code? How do I not know, you know? And and so that's what really kind of spun us up in the Safe Third Institute. We're also, you know, make it to where, you know, we want some, because this is a un, fairly unregulated in, environment, no, nothing no different than 401k was an unregulated environment at 1.2. Now it's heavily regulated, right? Mm -hmm. um, so we want to start bringing some best practices in place with A3MB Institute. We also want to bring up some certifications where people that are going to represent our products. And so this all kind of coordinates together with that. And, and that's really where, you know, you can be a member of the A3MB Institute. Um, uh, you can use our logos and, you know, we, you know, we, all that kind of stuff. So, and it's really designed to be an educational vehicle. Um, and that's really what spun us all up into that. And I think, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see where it goes. I'm, we're excited about it. Um, and it gives us some, a mission uh, outside of our own, you know, growing the company, our growing SRA 831B admin. I say 831B, by the way. I would, I wouldn't, I don't know, 831B may be harder to say. 831B is what, how I try. I know. To. Ed tried to teach me too. I'm, oh, okay. I'm, you know, I said, I mean, I'm doing my best. You're good. It's fine. Remember, I'm spunky. Yeah, exactly. You do whatever you, you do you. So, <laughs> but you are so right. Like 831B is so much easier than saying 831. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Um, anyway, so the, yeah, the Institute was formed really for the, for the mission of bringing education to the general public, but also working with congressional leaders and, and from the standpoint of like, this is the plan B. This is the next time. Just like like everything else, you hope that there will never be a next time, right? I mean, who who wants that show again? Um, you know, but at the same time, though, I think as risk managers, it's it's we're obligated to bring that kind of stuff up to light to people. I mean, you know, and that and that's what it is. And so anyway, that's where the institute came into existence. So I love it. Were you going to say shit show, Van? I was, I was, I prefer the host. It's your show. So I don't, you know, I, I would, you know, I, I would, I, I, I'm, I would much prefer you say shit show. I want everybody Perfect. to feel comfortable. I'll say shit show. <laughs> Isn't it interesting though, that like we do, um, I almost feel like there has, to, I'm like a walking disclaimer. I feel like everywhere I go, I'm like, yeah. yeah, you know, I don't have to curse. I had somebody tell me in a meeting recently, imagine my life because I'm I'm a woman and I'm a business owner and I say shit sometimes. And I had somebody say to me, hey, Sharon, you know, you're a smart woman. Do you have to curse? Because, you know, cursing sometimes takes a little piece of that away. And I said, well, I remember watching Bill Cosby's uh, special years ago, and I really, really loved it. And Bill Cosby used to say the same thing that people that cursed, they weren't that smart, you know? And I thought, 
Well, let's look at where Bill is today. <laughs> Just saying. You know, Van? Oh, this hey, you know, I'm I'm all about it. Trust me. And, you know, we're uh we're in the same uh I think my phone I think my camera's going. Oh no, it's, camera's back. So this is my favorite thing about this this episode today is that Van has he he can fade out when he wants to. <laughs> And what I think it's subliminal to say that I'm done. And he, he puts this vanish mode into the, uh, the video. Is that right, Van? It's new technology we've, we've been working on. So. Well, you don't want to put your head in the sand. You've said it already. <laughs> You're so innovative that you can make yourself fade out. <laughs> Van, you do surround yourself with some great people. I mean, I have had the great privilege of speaking to some people in your company and I, I'm, I'm a huge supporter of anybody that is willing to, to have people around us that are, that are willing to tell us the truth younger, because um, I think that it, it does a lot of good for our souls. And, um, and I'm, I'm really excited about the work that you're doing. I feel like I want to ask another question before you go, though. Oh. Are you ready? You bet. So what what does mental health in the workplace look like in your company? Um, you know, boy, that's a, that's a mouthful, right? Uh, I, 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 we, tr I, I'm very conscious of that. I don't think a handful of years ago, I would have been, that's one thing. Um, and I think we have people internally that, uh, recognize and we do the one-on-ones and we do, you know, and I make a point of talking to everybody in my company um, because we are a small company. I think we have 16, 17 employees and, and we are hiring all the time at this point. I was told last week we're down nine. We need nine mm -hmm. more people. We're going to handle the growth for this year. And I'm like, oh, okay. All right, everybody, they're hiring. Exactly. We're always, yeah, we're always looking for talent. Um, okay. And so, you know, I would say that I, I, I think being the founder, the CEO of the company, the fact that I'm consciously aware of that um kind of filters down to everybody else i think but it does need to start from the top and awareness is a big thing i mean it's always a big thing and so we we have fun um i don't um i, I trust people and it's not it's not i give it i don't you don't earn it um mm -hmm. So I think those types of things are important and um, to help with the mental illness or mental, mental, mental wellness. And again, I just think being conscious of it as a leader of the company, I think is, uh, is, is a, is a significant start. Um, but it's always an improvement in place. Yeah. Well, that's all we can do, right? Is we yeah. can even just saying the words in, in, in a workplace is a big deal. That's the yeah, truth. I agree. Just saying the words is important. So um, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of your company. I'm a fan of what you're doing. Uh, I think more people need to know about what you're doing. And um, and now we want everybody to know that they can get a job through your company as well. So we'd like- want to have fun. I tell you, we have a lot of fun here and we work with great clients all over the country. And so we're, we have a lot of fun here. We really do. You do. It is, it's evident in everything that you guys do. So I appreciate you being here today. Thank you. Thank you, Sharon. Don't forget to mitigate risk. Visit 831B.com for more information.